pause for a big thank you to our partner making today's program possible. It's Dexcom. With the new Dexcom G7, you get better diabetes results without those awful finger sticks. It sends your glucose numbers to your compatible phone or to your watch, so you can always see where you are and where you're heading. See how food and exercise affect your glucose. It makes it easier to spend more time in range and lower your A1C. Take more control of your diabetes with the number one recommended CGM brand. It's so easy to get started today at Dexcom.com. Dexcom.com. Dexcom data on file 2023. If your glucose alerts and readings from the G7 do not match symptoms or expectations, use a blood glucose meter to make diabetes treatment decisions. For a list of compatible devices, visit Dexcom.com slash compatibility. Thanks, Dexcom, for being our partner. High Five Casino. High Five Casino is a social casino with real prizes and big Vegas hits at HighFiveCasino.com. The hottest games right from Vegas and all winnings go straight to your bank account. Hundreds of exclusive games, free daily rewards, and come back to get free coins every four hours. Only at HighFiveCasino.com. High Five Casino is a social casino. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited. Play responsibly. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details at HighTheNumberFiveCasino.com. The journey to a smoke-free future can be a long and winding road. But if you're ready for a change, consider taking Zinn for a spin. Zinn nicotine pouches offer a fresh way to discover your nicotine satisfaction. Anywhere, anytime. No smoke, no spit, and no lingering odor. Get in gear with the Zinn 10 Challenge and enjoy 10 smoke-free, spit-free days for just $5.95. Order online and start your new journey today. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. What's up, this your boy Lil Duval, and check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Crime Stories with Nancy Grace. Grandparents and their teen boy grandson visiting them on spring break, all dead. Not by an accident, not by a car crash. They were murdered. The grandparents own a mom and pop gun range. And somehow, from what we know right now, a perp had been watching. Drives up 5.30 in the afternoon, closing time on a Friday. And the three end up murdered, shot dead. This young boy had just gotten his cap and gown for his high school graduation. I'm Nancy Grace. This is Crime Stories. Thank you for being with us here at Fox Station and Sirius XM 111. Take a listen to our friends at WXIA 11. Grantville Police Chief Steve Whitlock says the call was something he never expected. The assistant chief, he called me and said that we had a, a tragedy. In his exact words, we've had a tragedy in Grantville. And I said, what are you talking about? And he said, we've had... A possible a triple murder 
and it floored me. Police cars were still blocking the road early Saturday as investigators collected what evidence they could at Lock, Stock and Barrel gun range. Tony Hawk, his wife Evelyn, and their grandson Luke were killed. Luke's father, Richard, who is also the Coweta County coroner, is the one police say found their bodies. A tragedy, yes. A triple homicide, yes. But who is the perp? With me, an all-star panel to break it down and put it back together. What do we know now? James Shellnut, 27 years Metro Major case. Now lawyer at the Shellnut firm. Karen Stark, renowned psychologist, joining us out of Manhattan. At KarenStark.com, Karen with a C. Joseph Scott Morgan, professor of forensics, Jacksonville State University. Author of Blood Beneath My Feet on Amazon and star of a brand new hit series, Body Bags, with Joe Scott Morgan on iHeart. Cheryl McCollum, founder, director of the Cold Case Research Institute. You can find her at coldcasecrimes.org. But first, to a special guest joining us, Justin Carter, WSB-TV. Justin, thank you for being with us. What do we know right now? Let's talk about Grantville, first of all. Tiny, tiny, tiny off, uh, I guess it would be I-85 or is it I-20 in Coweta County? Oh, yeah, Nancy. This is a small town. I would say 3,500 people, according to neighbors. I've been speaking with neighbors all week, all weekend, I should say, um, you know, ever since this happened. It happened Friday night. Uh, Police say that it happened around 530 6.30, and that's key, Nancy, because... Now hold on, wait a minute, wait a minute. I thought they at first said between 5.30 and 6.30, and then somehow narrowed it down to 5.30. Is that not accurate? Um, that is that is accurate. It's around that time. So it's around closing time. They've pinpointed that. So between 5.30 and 6.30, uh, which is around closing time, the time that uh, the Hawk family typically closes the lock, stock, and barrel gun range. And Nancy, I just want to paint the picture for you. This is a rural town. Um, like I said, 3,500 people, um, everybody knows each other. And the the gun range, it sits back a few a few feet from the actual road. It's on Bohannon Road in Coweta County in Grantville. And um, a, a, just a, a very rural, desolate road. Um, you know, again, not everybody, everybody knows each other. And houses are spread apart. They're pretty spread apart. Maybe I would say there's, you know, a house every quarter of a mile. So that kind of paints the picture to show how small this town is um, and, you know, how close-knit this town is, too. Justin, I'm curious. Uh, with me, Justin Carter from WSB-TV. Were there any billboards on the interstate advertising Lock, Stock, and Barrel? Not that I saw. Um, it's a 45-minute drive um, from Atlanta, the WSB-TV station in Atlanta, to um, to Grantville, Coweta County. Well, you must be flying because it's 50 miles from here. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I guess maybe wherever wherever you are, I don't know, just comparing the two. But, yeah, it was about 45 minutes. Um, you know, I'm a morning reporter um, on the weekend, so there's typically no traffic. So it took us about 40, 45, 50 minutes to get there. Mm-hmm. Very rural and very remote. Now, who needs a billboard when you've got a website which opens you up to... <laughs> A lot of people all around the world that can find you. This, again, let me say, was a small mom and pop gun range and gun shop. They had an indoor and an outdoor range of about 150 yards uh, that, that you could shoot. But, you know, what's interesting, let me go to you, James Shellnut, 27 years Metro Major case, detective, and 
now lawyer. James, typically when you have a, a gun shop robbery, it's a burglary. That's a subtle but important distinction. A burglary occurs when no one's inside. You, they go in after it's closed and rob it. Because typically, I mean, think about it. With a gun shop, the perps would think that the gun store owners are probably more heavily armed than they are. Uh, they're outgunned, clearly. So it's very rare that we see a gun shop, a gun store, robbed, arm robbed, not burglarized. Think about it. Yeah, I agree with you 100%. And, you know, this I, I've been in this place. This, this is my home county that I was raised in. I knew these people. I had been in this gun shop before. I'm familiar with that area. And I will tell you, it is very odd that it was not broken into at night. Normally what you see is you see somebody create some diversion on the other side of the city or county, uh, and then they run in and smash the doors in and grab the guns. They walked in and confronted the owner, and Tommy generally carried a gun. He generally had a gun on him. It just it, it, it raises a lot of questions that we can talk about later. Did he have a stroke and he was out and he was just now coming back? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know his medical condition, but I know that generally he carried a gun and I know there were multiple guns in there. So whoever this is, guns down, him, 75 years old, his wife, the church pianist, 75 years old, and their teen grandson. Now, uh, you know, Justin Carter, he, I think, was on a spring break and was helping out at the gun range. He just happened to be there. I want to talk about what was stolen, what specifically was stolen, Justin Carter. So, yeah, Nancy, police have uh, kind of been tight-lipped uh, right now as far as what has been stolen. Of course, the ATF was brought in uh, to investigate because there were so many guns stolen. Uh, we're told upwards of 40 guns were stolen. Um, and uh, they have been upping their reward uh, to reflect just how serious this crime was. But, yeah, um, they, they really haven't been specific on what exactly what um, what guns were stolen. But they were definitely large guns when we were shooting um, video over the weekend. I've been apprised that at least 40 guns and very important, the security DVR was taken. Now, that means this perp, if it is just one perp, which I doubt, is no idiot. Let's talk about forensics. Joseph Scott Morgan joining me, professor of forensic at Jacksonville State University, and Cheryl McCollum, founder director of the Cold Case Research Institute. First of you, Joe Scott, if you've got a DVR, that suggests to me that the video is not in the cloud. It's on the DVR. Yeah, you're right. It's on some kind of hard drive that's there. And also... Now, who in the hay? would know so intimately that if they took the DVR, there would be no video. Who would know it's not in the cloud? Yeah, it goes to a bigger point here. That means that somebody has been watching. That means that somebody, in my opinion, has been has set foot in here before. And this goes to the idea that why would you have to eradicate two generations of this family? Well, that means that there is a high probability that this individual may have been familiar with this family. They didn't just rob it. They had to shoot them dead because they could identify yep. them. I mean, the whole M.O. is all wrong, Cheryl McCollum. It's all wrong. 
for a gunshot yeah. robbery, a gunshot burglary. You know, why would you go in with the cars? I think they had a, a pickup truck, one or two pickup mm -hmm. trucks parked mm -hmm. right there. The perp knew that they were inside. Why not wait till they're closed up? Yeah, there was at least two pickup trucks. So you absolutely knew somebody was in that store. And again, being a pickup truck, if it weren't the owners or one was the owner, one was somebody else in there actively shooting. So it seems like that would have, you know, hesitated this person somewhat. You know, Georgia's had two gun shops robbed and burglarized in the last four or five years, all after hours. So again, the fact they were and there. it's all wrong. And why not just wrong. take the guns and let the people live? Why not that? Guys, take a listen to our Cut 11, Elizabeth Rollins. Investigators stood out front of City Hall announcing that that reward now stands at $25,000 for anyone with information. It was a busy weekend for investigators in Coweta County, tracking any possible leads after a family was murdered inside their Grantville business. But at a news conference on Monday, investigators announced they still do not know who shot and killed Richard Hawk, his wife Evelyn, and their teenage grandson Luke at the Lock and Stock Barrel Range. As of yesterday, there was a, a $15,000 total uh, reward for information that would lead to a, an arrest and successful prosecution. The search is now getting nationwide attention, including Georgia Governor Brian Kemp signing an executive order Monday afternoon, pledging to contribute $10,000 to the reward fund. We are providing a tip line, and that number is 188-ATF-TIPS. Interesting that the ATF has been brought into the case. You've got, um, you've got the Grantville Police Department. You've got Coweta County Sheriff's on it. You have the GBI on it. Uh, but now the ATF, and it is because so many guns were stolen, at least 40. The following is a high five moment from highfivecasino.com. Welcome to Burger Yippee. Would you like a hot apple pie today? Yes, yes, yeah, I won. Woohoo! So that's a yes on the apple pie? I just went big time playing high five casino on my phone. Real cash prizes, free daily rewards, over 1,200 games. Yeah. So yes or no on the apple pie? Woo! I won again. I'll take that as a yes. Drive around. Have you had your high five moment today? Only at highfivecasino.com. High five casino is a social casino. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited. Play responsibly. Conditions apply. See website for details. High five casino. Is getting gas at Shell burning a hole in your wallet? What if I told you you can easily earn cash back while you fill up? Introducing Drop, the app that turns every fill up into a reward. With Drop, you'll earn points to get free gift cards every time you fill up your tank. Download Drop and use code DROP88 to instantly receive $5 in points to jumpstart your savings journey. Don't miss out on turning your gas expenses into something rewarding. Have you ever wondered what it would be like to have supervision, enhanced hearing, extraordinary reflexes, to be, dare we say, superhuman? Well, Roku's new Pro Series TV can't do any of that for you. But with a 4K screen, side-firing speakers, and a blazing fast refresh rate, it'll sure feel like it. Elevate your entertainment using all your favorite apps like iHeart and play all your music, radio, and podcasts with the new Roku Pro Series. Your senses aren't better. Your TV is. Hello, I'm Dr. Michael Mosley, and I want to let you know about my new immersive BBC Radio 4 podcast series, Deep Calm. It's all about how to tap into and activate a remarkable system that we all have, hardwired 
inside of us, our relaxation response. And it's been developed to be listened to at any time you want to really unwind. I hope you'll listen wherever you get your BBC podcasts. Crime Stories with Nancy Grace. Big question to you, Justin Carter, WSB-TV. Did they secure the guns at night? Think of a jewelry store. They take all the expensive jewelry out of the front window when they close and they put it back in the vault. With a gun, gun shop, very often you will see a steel cable run through the guns so they can't be taken. Or taken down off the stands like the diamond rings and put in a vault of some sort. Did the victims in this case at Lock, Stock, and Barrel, did they remove the guns or secure them at closing time? Well, Nancy, right now it is unclear. I did ask the police chief, uh, Steve Whitlock, you know, what was it like inside? Can you paint that picture for us? Can you tell us what what was going on inside or, um, you know, just set the scene for us? And he said that, you know, it was flipped upside down, you know, as expected uh, when a robbery of this magnitude happened. Um, so as far as how the shop was set up and, um, you know, where the guns were, were they in a case, were they behind a counter, that is to be determined. And that's what the GBI, the Georgia Bureau of Investigations, is working on right now. What do you know, James Shelnut? You've been in there before. Yeah, they did have cases at one point in time. He also did have guns stored in the back at one point in time. Well, wait, wait, wait. That's not telling me whether they were secured or not. Well, I, they were secured in a, in a glass case the last time that I saw this. Secured in a glass case case as much as they can be in a glass okay I, I don't know what alternate universe you're living in but you are familiar with the term smash and grab <laughs> right okay very, i'm looking at a picture so. right now of the inside of lock stock and barrel and there are many many handguns for sale there's nothing between me and them but a piece of glass that's not secured I agree. They, they were stored would be a much better way to put it, sure. In plain view? Agree. So I'm just wondering, I'm, I'm thinking this through, Cheryl McCollum, if the perp knew that the guns would be removed from the case at closing time and put away, or they would be secured in some way. Well, I think that's why he went in right at closing time before that was able to happen. He was able Cheryl, to get access very quickly. that's what I just said. No, I'm agreeing now, see, with you. You're 100%. supposed to say something different. You're not just supposed well, to sit there and say what she said. <laughs> but in this case, that's what I honestly believe happened. I think the timing was deliberate. I think it was executed the way that they wanted it to be done. I think this was for the resale uh, up somewhere like New York, because in Atlanta, you know, a stolen gun is going to be worth about $200. You get it to Atlanta, I mean, New York, it's going to be worth about 1200 This is a $60,000 crime lowballing it who would have done it again the working theory is that this family was gunned down including a teen boy set to graduate with honors on may 25 why gun him down back to justin carter joining us from wsb tv it's my understanding all three victims were lying on the ground on the floor just a few steps away from each other yes um 
We, I did not get that specific piece of information from the police chief directly. Again, the um, the GBI is, you know, working around the clock and we're, we're getting most of our information from the police chief. Um, but as far as the extent of where they were shot and where they were located, um, I have not heard anything um, about that. Nancy, jump in. listen, if you've got three people that are lying on the floor in immediate proximity of one another, that would give you an execution style. Yeah. Well, yeah. And control. So that means that I think that this goes to probably more than one perpetrator. One other thing here. You're talking about 40 weapons, Nancy. If you begin to do the math on this, this isn't like you're going to smash and grab a couple of handguns out of a case and run out to the car with them and take off. This takes time. And it takes some level of precision in order to do this. These weapons, some of them, depending upon the type of weapon, can be heavy. And so it's just not one person that's toting these out of the door unless they executed these individuals as soon as this took place. You have to have somebody on top of these people controlling them so that you're you're not going to receive any harm as the perpetrator. That's why I think that there's more than two uh, two violators that are involved in this thing. So you got one person to stand over and control them. The other person is rummaging around, maybe even three. Who knows? But I can tell you, it's not just one person. And think of the exertion used to take all of those weapons out of the gun shop and transport them. This is what I think should be de- being done right now. Number one, list of customers. Everybody that had bought a gun, everybody that had been to the gun range over the last two years. Number two, as we saw in the case of Alex Murdoch, remember him, the lawyer in Carolina, his wife and his son end up dead, and he tries to shoot himself in the head, turned out to be his dope-dealing buddy that did it. Uh, In that case, as we discussed, Joe Scott Morgan, you and Cheryl and I, the fact that at the end of the, the rural road, dirt road, where Murdoch was shot in the head and lived, was a church. As I recall, maybe the Emmanuel Baptist, no, First Baptist. And they had a surveillance camera in their parking lot. Now, we know the DVR surveillance video has been taken out of Lock, Stock, and Barrel gun range. We know that. What about this? What about every ring doorbell up and down that highway? What about every red light cam? What about every gas station cam? What about um, any... The flock camera. What? The flock camera. I know Peachtree City, Noonan, Coweta County, they have the flock camera that can trace vehicles all the way from Georgia to Alabama to Tennessee to Florida. That's right. What about... um, We're close to Interstate 85. What about um, tag grabbers going up and down the interstate? around 5 o'clock and after going the other way. There are so many ways to try to get surveillance, but it takes time. But number one, getting that customer list and anybody that had been using the shooting range. Is anybody with me on that? Yeah, I am, Nancy. And I got to tell you, I'm looking at a map right now. Uh, The easiest way to access this place is off of a highway that's a combo highway called 1429, 29 being an old federal road. And you literally have to take a left-hand turn if you're coming from the south to go through Grantville. Did you know that when you pass through this area in Grantville, you're actually passing by the Grantville U.S. 
Postal Service. You're passing by Dollar General. You're passing by the Grantville uh, branch of the the Coweta Library there. There's all kinds of places. You even pass by a public housing uh, location. So these are all in route to this location. You got you to gotta figure that somewhere along this range right through here, unless they entered from the north, there are going to be surveillance cams all along this road until you get out to this kind of desolate stretch that's to the north side of Grantville. You know, another thing that you... And Nancy... That, hold on, Cheryl. Justin Carter, you said that there'd be a house about every quarter mile. Yeah, about every quarter mile, Nancy. And also, I just want to point out, too, there is a major movie production being filmed in Grantville as we speak. Um, just down the road, I would say maybe a mile down the road, it took my breath away when I saw that The Color Purple, the motion picture, The Color Purple, is filming in Grantville right down the street. They're, they're building sets. Um, they are, um, you know, painting buildings to prepare for this big motion picture. So that also has to be into play, too. This area, the Grantville area right now, is uh, it's an unprecedented time uh, for them right now because that there's this big movie production happening just down the street. There are security guards out there as well that may have seen something. And I'm sure that there um, are there's some type of surveillance system out there to protect the trailers, the, you know, million dollar trailers and, you know, production equipment out there. The following is a high five moment from high five casino.com. Welcome to Burger Yippee. Would you like a hot apple pie today? Yes. Yes. Yeah. I won. Woohoo. So that's a yes on the apple pie. I just went big time playing high five casino on my phone. Real cash prizes. Free daily rewards. Over 1200 games. Yeah. So yes or no on the apple pie. Whoa. <laughs> I won again. I'll take that as a yes. Drive around. Have you had your high five moment today? Only at high five casino.com. High five casino is a social casino. No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited. Play responsibly. Conditions apply. See website for details. High five casino. Is getting gas at Chevron burning a hole in your wallet? What if I told you you can easily earn cash back while you fill up? Introducing Drop, the app that turns every fill up into a reward. With Drop, you'll earn points to get free gift cards every time you fill up your tank. Download Drop and use code DROP77 to instantly receive $5 in points to jumpstart your savings journey. Don't miss out on turning your gas expenses into something rewarding. What are you looking for in a new smart TV? 4K picture quality, high quality and immersive sound, a sleek design. All of those are givens, but only the new Roku Pro series has all of those and the Roku streaming experience, an award-winning OS. Get fast, easy access to all your apps like iHeart, where you can stream all your favorite music, radio, and podcasts all day, and regular all-inclusive trips to Roku City. The new Roku Pro series. A smart TV built by the streaming pros. A collision between a Chinese jet and an American spy plane. He came and rammed into our left wing. With relations increasingly strained, what are the chances of things spinning out of control? The Western world was asleep. I'm Gordon Carrera. I'll be exploring the friction in this most important of relationships and asking, has the West taken its eye off the ball? You cannot ignore China. From BBC Radio 4, this is Shadow War, China and the West. Listen wherever you get your podcasts. Crime Stories with Nancy Grace. The horrible coincidence 
that when the coroner's office arrived at the scene, it turned out to be his, the coroner's son and parents that were dead. Explain, Justin Carter. Oh, my gosh, Nancy. I think that is probably the worst, um, the worst little nugget out of all of this. You know, it was around 8 p.m., so about two hours um, after this allegedly happened, uh, the Coweta County coroner, who is named after his father, um, his name is Richard Hawk, um, he discovered the bodies and he called 911. Um, and so that is just just a horrific piece and detail of this story that many people around town in Grantville and in the Atlanta area are struggling to grapple with. Um, you know, you witness and you stumble upon just this, this grisly scene and it is your family members. Um, so, you know, that little that little nugget there is just heart wrenching. Um, and we did reach out to the Coweta County Coroner Richard Hawk um, over the weekend. He did um, he did say that he was appreciative of all the love and support, all the flowers people have been dropping off, um, all the teddy bears, um, and he is definitely uh, you know asking the public as well to respect his family's privacy at this time. The tip line, if you know or think you know anything, is for ATF eight 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 two eight three eight four seven seven. Repeat. 888-283-8477, toll-free. There is also a way to report it and get that $25,000 reward, and that is going online to report it. Report it, and you can remain anonymous there. Take a listen to our Cut 9 from ABC. I've been here eight years, and we've never had nothing like this. An unimaginable tragedy in Grantville. Right now I'm speechless, really. I've had a hard time talking about it because, like I said, they were good friends of ours. I've known them for a long time. Grantville Police Chief Steve Whitlock says it was around closing time, 5.30 Friday evening, when the lock, stock, and barrel shooting range was robbed. Hours went by. Police say the owner's son stopped by around 8 o'clock and made that horrific discovery. Inside were the owners, his parents, Tommy Hawk in his 70s, his wife Evelyn Hawk, and their teenage grandson, Luke Hawk. We're told Luke was on spring break helping his grandparents at the shop. So many questions right now, but again, reportit.com or 888-283-8477. There is a $25,000 reward. Now that has been uh, upgraded, has it not, Justin? It didn't start at 15 and then 10 was added on or vice versa? Correct. Correct, Nancy. The governor's office is now involved and they um, just recently upped that reward, um, $10,000, just as early as yesterday uh, for any information leading to concrete um, for, you know, any any concrete information leading to an arrest in this case. To you, Cheryl McCollum, uh, or really anyone on the panel. Guns are easily traced. Explain how it works, Cheryl. Well, you can trace a gun through the serial number, you can trace it through the striations that it leaves. There's lots of ways you can trace a weapon, and that's one thing I was going to say. Depending on what they were shot with, um, the type of weapon, the caliber, those bullets are most likely intact. And if they were able to retrieve those, that's going to be a fabulous thing. If it was an automatic, we won't have a casing, but if it wasn't, we might. Um, <clears throat> they might have, you know, taken that too. We don't know. We don't know what all they did, but Grantful is 3,000 people. So everybody was connected to this family that lives in that town. They went to school with them, church with them, were friends with them, worked with them. 
Um, but the other thing that I think is going to be really powerful here that we hadn't talked about are the cell phone towers. Oh, you're right. And, you know, Grantville, I mean, you go to Luthersville and take a left. So that last tower that people hit on, you're not going to be talking about that many phones to go through. It's moving. And then they'll be able to see what tower that phone comes in at and leaves at. And regarding the guns and the bullets, I was specifically asking about the guns that were stolen because those are going to hit the street at a huge markup. This could end up being thousands and thousands of dollars that these Well, killers- I guarantee you that serial numbers have already been obliterated. So that's going to be a little more difficult and they won't have them on the registry. Yes, it will. To you, um, Joe Scott Morgan, there is actually a bullet and ammo database much like uh, the fingerprint database, the DNA database, like uh, CODIS and APHIS, there is a bullet database in effect right now. Yeah, and hey, what did we learn at the top of the hour, or at the top of the show, rather? The ATF is involved, and interestingly enough, the ATF is actually the agency that controls that database. So they control, if a weapon is fired, And as Mac had mentioned, you recovered the actual projectile. It will have striations or the markings on the bullet from the rifling when it comes down the the gun. And those are unique to every particular weapon. And say, for instance, a weapon has been used in the commission of a felony. If you can trace that back to that particular weapon after it's been utilized, then that is essentially a ballistic fingerprint that you can track it down with. However, this is the problem. Unless that weapon or that ammo is already in the database. Uh, you're not going to have you're not going to have a, a print that goes back to it. It's like people always say with me, "Well, why don't you use DNA to solve the case?" Okay, well, yeah, we'll, we can collect DNA, but if we don't have pre-existing DNA to compare it to, there's a problem. So that's where you're going to bump up against a wall with these. These are, I'm sure that there's probably some weapons here that have been kind of. Uh, used in trade. Maybe they've been purchased. They're used weapons. Maybe those have some kind of markings on them that you can trace back. However, if they're new weapons, it's not going to be in the database. To James Shelnut joining us, 27 years, Metro Major Case, now lawyer at Shelnut Law Firm. James Shelnut, Cheryl McCollum just said something that caught my attention. The fact that with these guns, if they sell them with the serial number on them, they're dead meat because it's going to be traced right back to them. But I believe she's right. I believe they will have to file down the serial numbers on the guns. That's going to take a minute for 40 guns. That means, in my estimation, they still have the guns right now. If they're apprehended right now, they will still have the weapons. That would be powerful proof. Yeah, I think that there's definitely a chance of that. And a lot of times as well, you know, people will hold on to these guns for a minute, kind of let things calm down, and then maybe put them in the in the circulation of the criminal world. Uh, you know, and the flip side of that is they may want to get rid of them quickly too. But I've found a lot of times they will hold on to these guns. It does take time to get these serial numbers off. These serial numbers are not easily ground off. Even taking a tool... Sometimes after they've been ground on for a while, you can still make out a serial number by processing that weapon. So I believe that out of 40 weapons, it's hard for me to believe that at some point in time, if this case is not resolved before then, at some point in time, one of those weapons is going to be recovered, and that's going to allow them to be able to backtrack in their investigation the source of those weapons. 
to you, Karen Stark, joining us, a psychologist uh, joining us out of Manhattan. Karen, the mindset that it would take to go in and gun down two seniors, 75 years old, one's just had a stroke, the other is a female, his wife, and their teen grandson, who's, you know, 10 days away from high school graduation. You know, Nancy, I keep thinking about that. And the fact that it's such a small town and everyone knows each other. And what I wonder is if it was some kind of a a robbery gone wrong. They were the person, whoever these perps are, were identified. They, They could know them. They knew them. And so they felt they had to kill them. Or that, you know, Tony Hawk was a hero trying to be a hero or his grandson and did something to try and stop it and defend themselves because it just doesn't make a lot of sense that they would need to kill them or even go there at a time when they were there unless they somehow thought they wouldn't be identified and something went wrong. That's what it seems like to me. Or it's a psychopath and could care less about the people involved. They're ragdolls and they're just going for the guns. Justin Carter, WSB-TV, joining us. Do we know if the gun range had an alarm system? I would say in that remote area with 3,500 population, no, but they had security surveillance. Yeah, that's right. Um, and there's many signs plastered all around the gun range saying that the uh, the building is heavily secured. As far as an alarm, um, there was no indication from where I was standing. Of course, it's been blocked off for several days now, uh, going on four or five days now. Um, but there was no indication, Nancy, that there were any alarms inside. But definitely there were signs, um, I would say several signs plastered all throughout, um, all throughout the building outside the building and by the lock, stock, and barrel sign uh, all along the road that said that the uh, the business was um, was being monitored by surveillance. So you're saying there were signs all along the road leading up to the gun shop? No, there was, there was a sign. Um, that there was a sign right by, uh, there's a sign right next to the road where the entrance is of the gun shop. And um, it says lock, stock, and barrel. It has the phone number. Um, it says that it's a family-owned business. And then right under that sign, it says, we are being monitored by surveillance. I don't know what the company is, like RV surveillance, um, what I do recall. Um, And then there is a sign as well by the front entrance as well as the building. You know, it's interesting about that, the fact that they had security surveillance. If it's not hooked up to the cloud, taking the DVR would get rid of all that security surveillance. But... The timing, 5.30 in the afternoon, if somebody knew that there was an alarm system, the way to beat the alarm, which would typically call police immediately if there's a burglary, is to go in before the alarm is set, which would mean they would have to go in while the victims were in there. What about that, Joe Scott? Yeah, and this goes to the knowledge of how this how this business and this family operates. That that's my contention. I, I think that there's some level of familiarity uh, with the comings and goings of of these individuals that that own the Hawk family that owned this facility. I think that these individuals had certainly been there before. I don't know if they were ever customers, but they had an awareness of what their uh, what their routine is. And you start to get toward the end of the day. Um, you know, folks are going to start to wind things down. Maybe it's at this point in time that 
you know, James had mentioned earlier about securing weapons. And many times in shops like this, if they do have a safe, a large indwelling safe in a facility like this, that safe is is opened at that point in time. Then you start taking things off of the wall, for instance. You start taking things out of the case and you put them back in the safe. You know, wouldn't that be an opportune moment in time when somebody is distracted by that work? to have their back turned just for an instant where somebody could come in and take control of this environment and wreak hell in there. I think it's too much of a coincidence that they come at 530 just at closing time. Whoever did this knew they were closing up, knew they may be turning on an alarm. I'm also curious as to where the DVR was. Was it in plain view or did the perp have to know where to look to find the DVR that was storing the video surveillance? Guys, it's not the first time a business has been broken into, armed rob, the armed robbers willing to kill. Take a listen to our cut 15, Pixie 11. 20 years ago, 4012 was the site of Wendy's, the place where Nazario's brother Ramon and six co-workers were shot execution style in a basement freezer. And me and him were very close during a robbery planned by former assistant manager John Taylor. Taylor and accomplice Craig Godino took the E-train to Jackson Heights and the 7 to Main Street. John Taylor blamed the shootings on Godino. I would like to take a polygraph. I'll take it right now, because I know I did not shoot any of those victims in there. But survivor Jaquan Johnson, just 18 then, recovered from partial paralysis to testify against Taylor. Johnson saw what happened with his right eye. I still think about my friends all the time. And I got to live with that for the rest of my life. All the employees at that Wendy's murdered. For what? The money in the register? As you heard there so often, the perp, when a store is robbed, is familiar with the store. Everybody jump in. I'm saying more than one perp and that they were familiar with the store. Now, interesting, people come from all around to shoot at this range. Take a listen to our cut eight, XIA 11. Chief Whitlock says he considered the Hawks as dear friends. It's, it's really hard. It's really hard to, to come in here and accept it. I, well, I can't, I can't say accept. Just come in and see what's going on. It's just... It's, 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 a, it's, it's an awful thing for this town right here. Police say 40 guns were stolen, and so was the DVR that held the security footage. The chief says this makes solving the crime that much harder. The store's been here for a long time. The range has been here for a long time. And there's people from all around come shoot here. I mean, it's just not people from Grantville. Not people from Grantville, but locals are questioning if the perps were known to the victims. Take a listen to our cut one, WSB. Like many people in this community, a lot of neighbors are starting to ask questions, especially since this range sits so far off the road from this Ridsey area. You can see that road in our vantage point. You can see how far the range sits back from that road. Many neighbors are starting to wonder if this crime, this murder, was premeditated. Friends say 75-year-old Tommy Hawk loved his community and loved running the lock, stock, and barrel shooting range in Grantville. It's dumbfounded that something like this happened. Marion Seaslick says that in his 25 years living in Grantville, a crime like this has never happened. He's been to the range several times. The severity of it, um, you know, three, three deaths, yeah. they're just unheard of here. It's not like something that stands out. Some criminals had to have been looking for that place, I would think. 
Justin Carter joining me, WSB-TV. Describe how far off the road it is. Why would someone have to either know about it or be looking for it? Nancy, that is what a lot of uh, neighbors are wondering. This is not a business that is uh, you know, you can see from the from the road, from the naked eye, you really have to be looking for this building. I'd say it's maybe a few a few hundred yards from the main road, Bohannon Road, um, in Grantville. So, yes, you cannot see it from the road. If I was driving down Bohannon Road in Grantville, would not be able to see it at all. James Shelnut joining us, uh, not only 27 years on Metro Major Case, now lawyer, but had frequently been in the lock, stock, and barrel. What's your analysis? My analysis is exactly what Joe Scott said, exactly what one or two of the other witnesses said or other experts on the panel said, and that is that the people who went in there went in with a sense of boldness, a sense of boldness. This crime didn't happen in 60 seconds. As Joe Scott pointed out, these if these people were in the same area, they were herded in there. I do believe that somebody watched them. Somebody assisted with getting the guns. You know, this is also, if you think about it, people come there to shoot. And although it was close to closing time, if someone showed up to shoot, they're going to be armed. If someone is in the back shooting, they're going to be armed. Uh, the owner was armed. This is someone familiar with what was going on. They were familiar with the surveillance system. They were familiar with the guns, familiar with the owners. And this is someone who has a level of familiarity as Scott, as Joe Scott pointed out earlier. This is not a person who randomly came in that building and decided to rob it. This was coordinated and it was planned. There is a $25,000 reward. Tip line 888-283-8477. Goodbye. The following is a high five moment from highfivecasino.com. I won! Yahoo! Private, put down your phone. This is the army. Sarge, High Five Casino is a social casino. It's on your phone, goes wherever you go. I win free spins, cash, prizes, free daily rewards, over 1,200 games. I won again! Platoon, present cell phone. High Five! High Five! Casino! Casino! Win at HighFiveCasino.com! High Five Casino is a social casino. No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited. Play responsibly. Conditions apply. See website for details. High Five Casino! Is getting gas at Chevron burning a hole in your wallet? Get the Drop app. With Drop, you can earn free gift cards just by filling up your tank. Download Drop now. Use code DROP77 to instantly receive $5 in points. Hello, iHeart listener. We have a confession to make. Both iHeart and this commercial you're listening to right now would probably sound a heck of a lot better on the new Roku Pro Series TV. It's got side-firing speakers that fill your room with sound, Dolby Atmos audio that puts you right in the middle of the entertainment, and the ability to pair seamlessly with your home theater sound systems that already have surround sound and booming bass. If all that sounds too good to be true, it'll sound even better on the new Roku Pro Series. Your hearing isn't better. Your TV is. Hello, I'm Dr. Michael Mosley, and I want to let you know about my new immersive BBC Radio 4 podcast series, Deep Calm. It's all about how to tap into and activate a remarkable system that we all have, hardwired inside of us, our relaxation response. And it's been developed to be listened to at any time you want to really unwind. I hope you'll listen wherever you get your BBC podcasts.